Hi, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast. Welcome to Hydrate Level 4, a podcast where we take a nostalgic look at movies from different generational perspectives. And I'm your host, Peter, an 80s baby. And joining me from the Cinema Geeks podcast is Mandy. How are you doing, Mandy? What's up, Peter? How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Uh, you yourself is a 80s baby? Fellow 80s baby? Yes. I Fellow do have baby. a love for the 90s, though. That's where my, my heart lies. I think, uh, I yeah, I'm in that same boat. Uh, late 80s and all of the 90s, basically. Yeah. So if uh, listeners uh, have not heard you before on maybe some of the uh, other shows, part of the Following Films Network, can you talk a little bit about uh, Cinema Geeks and what you guys do and cover? We are actually um, a part of the GeekCast Radio Network. So there's a whole bunch of shows um, together, and that's at uh, geekcastradio.com. But we are the Cinema Geeks. You can find us uh, on Twitter, of course, at Cinema Geekcast. Um, and we are a movie review podcast, too. We do uh, a ton of cool stuff. We play some games. We do some lists. We review movies. Um, we talk about um, movie news, and we do trailer talk, uh, all kinds of good stuff every week. All right. Yeah, I definitely... Uh... You know, recommend that listeners subscribe and check it out for all things geek. So <laughs> isn't it nice to be able to um, say that and not feel like ashamed? You know, like uh, before you and I started recording, we were talking a little bit about like Full House and Fuller House. And in the in the old episode of Full House that I was watching, well, I was watching the the, the series finale just to kind of compare to see where, where the Tanners were, uh, that kind of thing. And in the series finale, uh, Kimmy is trying to hook up DJ with a date for the prom, and she brings like a, like a, like a handful of quote unquote nerds is what they <laughs> call them. And at that point, like those guys were super uncool. And DJ's like, "Where'd you pick them up at a Star, a Star Wars convention?" Oh, now, snap! Be like, yeah. be like now you'd be like, "Where'd you get them at a Star Wars convention?" Be like, "Heck yeah, this is where <laughs> I got these guys. Like these guys are cool as hell. Their cosplays on point." Yeah, exactly. So that's where we are now in life, man. It is it's actually pretty crazy. So I wear it with a badge of honor now. So my geek badge, I got some geek glasses. I just rock them all the time. Everybody loves it. I'm probably one of the cutest geeks known to man. I'm going to put that out there. Well, there, there we go. Uh, <laughs> I, I will endorse that. So um, you are joining me today to uh, to review Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Um, we're going to be doing this because uh, Pee-wee's was a big holiday, I think it's coming out. Mm -hmm. Is that the title? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. That my, my problem is, it's a sequel that's like, uh, you know, I don't want to say long overdue, but it's one of those where I was like, hey, remember that that movie we did like 30 years ago? Let's do a sequel to that <laughs> finally. So, not a huge fan of that. Do you like that stuff? Like, uh, like, like for example, um, like 300. Well, that came well, out, like, you know, 300. I don't, I, it's, I don't think 300 um is that bad because it's still kind of. I don't know how long how long was the time difference there? You know, I'm not sure. I don't know if it was it was several years. I know that I don't know, like eight years or something weird, but depends. I was going to go to Dumb and Dumber. That's where I was going. Okay, you know? okay. I still yeah. haven't seen the 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 more recent one. Don't it's I no? mean I mean okay. okay maybe yeah yeah for nostalgia I would definitely watch it because that's why I. I, I love Dumb and Dumber. I mean, Jim Carrey was my boy back in the day. Yeah. Um, it, but uh, Dumb and Dumber just kind of, it was a drool fest. Um, it, it was okay. But um, 
it's the same kind of humor, I guess. I just don't think okay. it, it's as special anymore. I can rewatch mm. Dumb and Dumber and it's still going to be funny. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I don't know if the jokes just weren't as, as awesome or, or what as it was. But, so okay. nostalgia, yeah, check it out. But don't expect awesome things. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, with that, then I'll probably think it's a, it's a decent watch at least. Yeah, it's worth so, it. Yeah. So um, mild, mildly lukewarm, excited about the new Pee Wee movie. But... Um, so this one, before we get into the review, uh, one of the things I like to do is talk about, you know, the, some of the hit songs and the movies that came out around the time of its release. 85. So let's see if you recognize any of these songs, which I think you do or will. Uh, the number one song at the time was Shout by Tears for Fears. Shout, shout, let it all out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. All right. So... The number one song before that was Paul Young's Every Time You Go Away. And if I'm not mistaken, it might be Every Time You Go Away, You Take a Piece of Me With You. No, I, don't I could think be I've wrong, that. but yeah, that's, that's one that go-to. slips my radar there. That might be on the Footloose soundtrack if it's the same song, maybe. And that's, so. I love Footloose, so yeah. I'm not sure. I should, maybe if I heard it again, I would know. Yeah, well, I'm not doing it justice because we're definitely <laughs> doing tone deaf karaoke here. For real. Uh, now, the number one song after Shout was The Power of Love by Huey Lewis. Okay. You know that one. Uh, you have to know that one. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yes. No. I know Huey Lewis. I've heard you that. You know Huey Lewis. But do you not know like the amazing movie that The Power of Love was featured on? What movie? Back to the Future, only the best movie of all time. Okay, then yeah, I would hear it. No, yeah, exactly. There you go. Only yeah, the best so it, movie of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's a of, of course, clearly. Um, <laughs> all right, so some of the movies that came out around its release. So the movie came out August 9th, I think it was nineteen eighty five. Um, yes, that is correct. So obviously, I just mentioned it. Back to the Future had just came out uh, a few weeks prior to this. Uh, have you heard of the Heavenly Kid? No, is that kind of like one of those Angels in the Outfield kind of movies feel? Kind of, kind of, yeah. It's uh, it's totally eighties. Um, it's uh, it still works for me. I I think it's uh, it's a, I think it's a great movie. It's one of those gems where people are like, yeah, you know, it was kind of bad, but I'm like, it's great. It's like it's eighties. <laughs> it has a rocking soundtrack. Um, I think it was episode maybe eight that I did. I had a guest on that one, but it's it's a really uh, it's worth a watch if you like those type of movies. Is it like um, the Kid and King Arthur's Court kid? It's it doesn't have him. It's 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 eighty five. So uh, are you asking if that's who's in it? Yeah. No, no. Um, Ian something Ian Nicholas whatever. Yeah, he was way too young because this this was eighty five when it came oh, out. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's got uh, Jason Gedrick, uh, who was in Iron Eagle. Don't yeah, I was making a potty face. I don't know. Uh, the mom, oh, the the love interest slash mom is the mom from Malcolm in the Middle, I think. Okay. And um, the other lead actor, I forget his name, but the, if you look at the cast, if you didn't know Jason Gedrick, you probably wouldn't know like anybody else in there. There, there, there wasn't not. really big, many big names, but it's you got to check it out. Um, how about Weird Science? Yes, of course, Weird okay. Science. I'm a geek. I know Weird Science. You have to. Um, let's see. Better Off Dead? I've heard of it, but I don't know if I've seen it. John Cusack's in that movie, and I'm going to give myself a little shameless plug. Uh, I interviewed the actress Diane Franklin, who was in that movie. Oh, wow. Uh, cool. So check that out in a previous episode. Oh, Steph. Uh, how about Teen Wolf? 
Yes. Oh my gosh. One of my faves. Love Teen yep. Wolf. I actually, look, I know two was bad, but I still like two. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the same movie, just different people. Um, and, and I think the only reason I, I actually enjoy two, because it has the song Send Me an Angel in it. It's one of my favorite 80s mute songs. <laughs> You know that one? Yeah, yeah. I don't like. Okay. I uh, I feel like um, Teen Wolf. I need to watch that again. I haven't watched that in a long time. It's my jam. I, I got I think... the uh, I got the DVD with both one and two on it. Oh, you're ahead of the game, then, bro. I need to watch it. I think I got it at Target. So yeah, it's out there. Go check it out. It will be mine. Um, Explorers. Nope. Nope. That I forgot who directed that one, but it's got like Ethan Hawke and River Phoenix. It's about these kids who build like a little spaceship and I guess they go out to space. It's, it's been a really long time, but I know I know it was one that I, I kind of watched when I was younger. Okay, I kind of remember the premise seeing some of that. So I, I don't remember yeah. the whole movie, but that sounds familiar. It looks like it underperformed in the box office too. So it, it didn't do much uh, or it didn't do well. But, you know, it's one of those, um, you know, probably cult followings. You know, it wasn't like a, a super splashy movie, but kids, you know, remember it, I think. And let's finish off with how about Real Genius? No, no, I don't know that one yet. Uh, Val Kilmer, uh, I forgot who the lead is, but he's one of these uh, meek-looking kids. You know, he's like, he's like, uh, it's it's a, it's about this the school full of like brainy kids, and Val Kilmer is this. Uh, he looks like. He's kind of like, uh, gosh, I don't know who to compare him to because I don't want to get like shit, shit on by something <laughs> like you compared him to that person. But Val Kilmer is he's super smart, but he wears like a T-shirt with like a with like a Hawaiian shirt unbuttoned, you know, so he's got this. Oh, like, he's the cool surfer kind of, guy. Yeah. yeah, look to him. But it's um, they're, they're all just brainiacs and it's about them at this school. And, you know, you got like the dean or some kind of faculty member who just who's against these kids, you know, and. So it's um it's it's a great movie. It uh it it the end of the movie features everybody wants to rule the world by Tears for Fears. Oh, wow. wow. So I you love know that. that song? Yes, yes. Yeah. So that I uh that's the song. That's the movie that I associate that song with. So anytime okay. I hear that, I think of weird uh weird no. Uh real genius. Yeah, I got to check that out. Yeah. I I love Vel Kilmer and it sounds like a a fun premise, so I'm going to check it out. It is. It, it's one of those movies that people kind of remember and I'm uh, I, I I didn't remember it coming out the same year as uh, Weird Science, and that kind of makes sense, you know, where they always have like kind of competing movies with like a kind of a similar premise. So, but yeah, yeah, check out. Um, see, I'm about to say Weird Science again. Check out Real Genius. All right, <laughs> so, what's happening? There you go. Okay, so now to the movie that you are joining me for, um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Again, I mentioned it came out in uh, 1985. It's a comedy adventure i guess you could say kind of based on the character of Pee Wee herman from peewee's playhouse uh this one is directed by tim burton in his directorial debut um the writer i want to give him credit i didn't i didn't know this until i saw it in the credits but it's it's written by phil hartman and paul rubens wow wow well, yeah it's the phil first hartman. time they brought uh, yeah. danny elfman on for um as a composer too and i think um, that was yeah a decision by um, Burton and Rubens too. So I thought that was pretty cool that, and now Danny Elfman does the music for every single one of Tim Burton's films. I even watched um, mm -hmm. Big Eyes the other night and Danny Elfman did the music for that too. And I'm like, wow, so this really doesn't even seem like it. And if you watch Danny Elfman's like Oingo Boingo stuff, it's so yeah. creepy. But yeah, I mean, he 
you know, he comes across as an awesome composer and does some good stuff for Tim Burton. Now, speaking of Oingo Boingo, um, I believe Danny Elfman had a hand in Teen Wolf 2. Oh, you really? know, like the the soundtrack, yeah, because mm-hmm. there, there's some there's some Oingo Boingo music in there too. So those videos are all creepy, back. very creepy. Yeah. I I believe you. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if I want to check any out. Uh, yeah, some of those '80s stuff were pretty creepy. I, and I'm thinking, uh, I forgot the name of the band, but it's it's the it's, might have have the name Alice in it or something. But it's the one that uh, Flo Rida uh, sampled, you know, uh, round and round mm-hmm. or whatever. And right round. the the original songs like DJ Spin Me Round or I forget. See, I'm probably losing my '80s cred there by not <laughs> remembering. But that video, I was very curious. I watched it. I'm like, what is this video? So, yeah, the '80s was a a, a very interesting era. Um, I want to add. But uh, okay, so the movie stars again: Paul Rubens as uh, the uh, Pee Wee Herman. We got Elizabeth Daly as Dottie. Uh, Mark Holton as which Fran is the voice of um, the Rugrats Tommy. characters. Yeah, Tommy Pickles. Yes. Yeah, I I didn't know that until look, I might have known that before uh, and just kind of remembered. But I guess she goes by E.G. Daly now. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. But yeah, she's she's voiced uh, a lot of characters. Uh, Diane Salinger plays a uh, Simone. Diane Salinger was actually also in Batman Returns with Paul Rubin playing the Penguin's parents. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, let me see. Who else do we got? The Those basically our main people. And we have, like, a bunch of, like, smaller characters. And I'm sure we'll kind of talk about them uh, as we go here. Now, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, what is your history with this movie? This is one that you saw often uh, young while you were young? or uh, I've seen it quite a few times over the years. Um, I haven't seen it probably in a handful of years, but I've seen it enough to where I remember it. And um, I do this little this little tequila dance all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and if I ever hear that song, that's exactly what I think of and his shoes. I, I love Pee Wee. I think he's such a fun character. I don't care if Paul Rubens in real life is a total weirdo creep. Um, I This is probably my favorite thing from Pee Wee. I, I, I like the show. But um, I, I think I liked Big Adventure the best. And have you, you've also seen uh, Pee-wee's Big Top? I haven't seen that one as much. I think I probably have seen that once or twice. Um, but I, I saw that in the video store the other day when I was looking for this. And I almost got it too, but I just didn't have enough time. So it's definitely going to be something that I have to rewatch again pretty soon here after seeing this. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Uh, I, I'm probably going to watch it again, but I don't plan on reviewing it because if I remember correctly, it was a different tone. And uh, I think maybe I didn't watch that one as often as I did with Big Adventure just because it was it was different. You know, yeah. it, it's the same guy, but you got a new love interest and then you got like all these weird characters from the circus. Uh, but yeah, I do want to go back and see if my uh, opinion has changed, like which one's better. Mm-hmm. But um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, it was one that, I, you know, I watched all the time. There's that cliche. We all say that, you know, we wore out the tape, right? Where yeah. <laughs> you know, the tracking got all bad and all that good stuff. So it was definitely one that I watched often. And I was um, talking to somebody about this before, but the way Paul Rubens talks as Pee Wee Herman, like he he speaks in a particular way where it's almost like a cadence. So like watching this movie again after I don't know how long it's been, it is almost like listening to a song again. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I actually know I brought that up on the True Bromance Film Podcast, which uh, the episode is out right now where I talk about Gods of Egypt. Shameless plug there. <laughs> but I, I referenced that um, I watched uh, Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure for this review. And it's just when he talks, 
it, it was it was almost again like listening to a song it's just like like um like if there was a change in dialogue i think i would have caught it you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if, if there was like a inserted scene i'm like well that's that's not right because that that's not how it goes so i think that's how often i watched it where everything was just like beat by beat. Like, I remember this as it was unfolding kind of thing. So what I didn't remember about how he talked is how much he actually laughs. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He laughs a ton. And uh, it's he does it after everything he does almost. And you know when he's getting his serious on because he doesn't do his laugh afterwards. So he has his moments where he's like getting his Van Damme face on and he doesn't do his laugh. But any other time, he's, he's got the ha-ha going a lot at the end of everything he says. But it works. It's his thing. It's his... It um, it's like his trademark almost that laugh. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah, knows no, the laugh. Is. I wish I could do the PB laugh. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not even gonna try. I, I've already, uh, uh, I, I guess, punished the listeners enough with my tone deaf karaoke. But um, did you ever watch Flight of the Navigator? No, what's that about? Uh, it's. I want to say it might have came out in 85 as well, maybe even 87. But it's about this kid, the actor. I don't even know, but uh, he runs away. And then he wakes up in the future. So in the story, he went missing and then all of a sudden shows up and he has not aged. His family has all aged. His little brother is now his big brother. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is in it. She's got a role. Yeah, yeah. And Flight of the Navigator. It's a a, a kid's 80s movie. I want to say maybe even a Disney property. But um, the spaceship is uh, voiced by Paul Rubens. And I didn't know that for the longest time. And there was one point where the, uh, the 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 navigator, which is is it no, the navigator is the kid. So the spaceship, the the Paul Rubens character, he actually breaks into like a Pee Wee Pee Wee's voice. And I always assumed that it was like a sound clip or something. And then like later on, I found out I was like, oh, that's the same guy, you know. So I thought it was very interesting. So I was going to ask if like, you know, if you haven't seen it, but uh, yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite Paul Rubens um, roles is from the OG Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And he sounds nothing like Pee-wee. He looks nothing like Pee-wee. He's like this, you know, badass with a leather jacket and long hair. He's a vampire. He looks nothing and sounds nothing like Pee-wee. And I'm, it's so hard for me to go, dude, that's freaking Pee-wee. That is Pee-wee right now. But he's still hilarious and awesome. So. Is it like uh, when he was, what was it, the spleen on Mystery Men? Oh, my Anything gosh. like that? <laughs> was it kind of like that at all? Or? Oh, my gosh. No. It, it, the spleen is uh, one of my, oh, my gosh. I love Mystery Men so much. It's ridiculous. And the spleen, I, I, I'm almost embarrassed to do my spleen impression, but it's nothing like, <laughs> it's nothing like OG vampire um, um, Paul Rubens. And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that I'm movie, laughing, but I don't want to do it. I, I, I did watch that a few times when I was younger, but not enough that I remember it. Mystery I mean, Man I, or Buffy? Yeah, uh, Buffy. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's one of my, that's one that I did wear the tape out on. I think I like recorded that from TNT or something when I was little and just kept watching it. Did you ever um, get into the show? I, a little bit, yeah. I actually, in middle school, when you don't have all those like tests and you have to write essays, I um, I did an essay on Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and killed it, crushed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never got into the show. I'm uh, Listeners of this uh, show will, um, you know, they know that I'm not a huge fan of recasts. And it's funny because like depending on the adaptation, I will check out like the TV version. You know, like they did a Bill and Ted's, uh, you know, television show, which oh, I, did? I did check out. 
You didn't yeah. know that, huh? No, I don't. I probably don't even want to see it. Then it'd probably wreck it for me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not you know Keanu and Alex Winters at all. It's you know some some wannabes. It, it was kind of like how uh, Weird Science. You know, they they adapted that into the TV show and they got mm-hmm. a couple of lookalikes, which I think Weird Science might have been like a, a bigger hit uh, as far as television goes. Um, but it's kind of like that. So it, it's it's kind of weird. I say I don't like recast, but those two shows. I, I, I watched and maybe I just liked the original movies, you know, so. Yeah. yeah it's hard to, to get away from that. If you have that, that uh, connection to those and you're like, you're like, this is going to wreck it. Don't, don't do that for me. So I get you. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. All right. So uh, let's start off with the, at the top of the movie where we get a dream sequence uh, of Pee Wee competing in the Tour de France. And uh, before before he gets crowned for winning, which is kind of a weird first place uh, trophy, uh, he, he wakes up. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that scene. Um, I, I didn't realize it was a dream sequence until it kind of got, you know, he started speeding up so fast and then they got to the point where he was like, I saw that he was in Tour de France and I was like, I'm a little, I think this might be a dream sequence, but um, I thought it was really awesome. And um, I love that as an opener. It definitely sets the tone for a boy and his bike. Yeah, absolutely. And I just love how he's wearing his, you know, his famous suit. With Which just is on like, fleek, like by a, the way, yeah, constantly. Just a number on it. You know, that's it. Just <laughs> n- number zero. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, we uh, So he wakes up and then we see this a breakfast machine you know i i think the the actual like uh the build of it you know it's built by like uh, like a somebody that people know i and i don't have that name with me but uh what'd you think about his breakfast contraption dude his whole house is like more awesome and on point than any smart house you can buy today like this guy's <laughs> things does everything for him it makes his breakfast it gets his dog fed um I, I wish that my morning routine was as freaking um, awesome and joyous as his, his is. He's so happy about it, and he's got all this stuff going on. And even when he like slides down the pole, and then it changes, he changes from his jammies into his his on fleek, uh, you know, uh, suit there and in um, epic bow tie. And I think it, his um, breakfast contraption puts uh, modern day smart houses to shame for sure. It does. It, what I like about it, it, it looks like it was made in his garage, you know, so yeah. it, it doesn't look too fancy. And, uh, and and that's kind of the appeal of Pee Wee, right? He's got all these weird things and, and it's just fun to look at. It kind of reminds me of like uh, uh, the Z- Zelensky's um, shrink ray, you know, from like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids <laughs> yeah. or something. It, it looks like it was built at home. So it seems that's... like something that... Um, um... Ernest would have in his in his garage. Yeah, yeah Ernest absolutely. World. Yeah, that that, same kind of feel. maybe uh, Ernest goes to camp. You know, when the, those two cooks build, I forgot what they build, but it it attacks like some fort or something. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. So I I miss that about like the the old movies. Like uh, when you see like some kind of invention, it looks completely hand uh, home built you know yeah legit yeah movies nowadays is just everything's too sleek like really exactly you you Mm -hmm. built that in your garage come on (laughs) yeah come on now like (laughs) even his sprinkler system is just like savage as heck like (laughs) it's like where did you get that uh that dive suit you know oh my gosh yeah you got the 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 handle yeah but yeah it's uh, yeah i love his, his front yard too Oh my god! It looks like one of those things you like. You would hate to have him as a neighbor. Like, oh my god! Look at this hillbilly with all this stuff in his yard. But it was so him. It it was, it was just him. Like it was amazing. He even had like crazy Christmas stuff 
still up and his yard was just it definitely showed his personality I, I liked how his neighbor came, uh, was outside, and then Pee Wee's like, "Hey, I'm gonna water my lawn now." And he's like, "Okay, Pee Wee." Like, like he has a he has a big smile. Like he gets it. It's like, "Oh, yep, it's just Pee Wee watering his lawn." Like, you know, like. But then usual. he he had to tell him because he's like, "Okay." Like I was at first, I was like, "Why is he, you know, just blurting out like, hey, I'm gonna water my lawn'?" But then so the guy like shut his his window. Like, "Okay, you gotta shut your window now, dude, because I'm turning on my wacky waving inflatable arm two man um, sprinkler system. <laughs> it's gonna get your house." So yeah. I, I got yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I I like that. I, I I remembered it being a little bit more, um, more what's what's the word like the it it was when when he turned on a sprinkler, I was like, wait, that's it. I felt like there was more like when I was younger that there might have been more cool things. But uh, shortly after he waters his lawn, we get this amazing reveal of his bike that's at, like in a secret hiding space under the house or on the side of the house. What do you think of that? Dude, his bike security system is on point. Like, it's clandestine as shit. And it's like a, a vine wall, like, lifts up and reveals his bike. And um, you can tell that he has gone to some great lengths to secure that shit. Yeah, it's got, like, uh, you know, some, some kind of, like, passcode, you know, in the t- uh, on the siding of, of the house. D- did you notice the, the light shining down on the, um, on the bike? Yeah, when the the reveal happens, it's like a yeah. specific, um, almost like the angels have just opened up the heavens to to reveal this bike. You you may need to go back and watch it because it wasn't a real light. It was like a drawn triangle, you know, like on on a black wall. Oh, really? Yeah, that just shows like how much money went into this. Like I was oh, watching wow, that, I go, awesome. that's not even a real light. Like it's just it's a drawn light to make it look like it's shining on the bike. <laughs> but that's so funny. peewee, you know what I mean? Like that's so, so peewee. There's a few things that that I caught like uh, as a kid, you know, that I'll bring up as we get there. But that's one thing I didn't notice until this viewing. I'm like, that's not even a real, you know, because everyone's like looking at the bike. Right. When when you see it, you're just like, wow, look at all these cool things on it. But like I looked past that and I'm just like, wait a minute, that that room isn't that big. There's a black wall with a drawn triangular shade of light coming down so i thought it was pretty funny <laughs> i didn't notice i was too wrapped up in the bike being so awesome <laughs> yeah the, the bike's pretty awesome uh we see peewee riding through the park and he sees a, a couple kids doing some tricks on their bikes and now uh, he tries to do some of his own <laughs> his little bunny hops <laughs> oh my gosh you missed francis though we saw the bad guy happen oh first. you're right I francis in his uh... wicked ass pantsuit oh my god and then francis was also in teen wolf one and two Yes, and Peewee like treated him. He even threw himself on the ground laughing, and that way I think I it slayed me a little bit because he um, Peewee's pretty savage, man. Like he gets you with some like some lines, dude. He is no joke. He's not. He's a got bars, over. as the kids say, right? He got bars. Um, <laughs> but Francis comes, you know, strolling down the down the sidewalk, and he's like, "Morning, Peewee." Look, Francis. Today is my birthday, and my father said I can have anything I want. Good for you and your father. So guess what I want? A new brain. No, your bike. (laughs) What's so funny, Pee-wee? It's not for sale, Francis. My father says everything's negotiable. Pee-wee. I wouldn't sell my bike for all the money in the world. Not for a hundred billion million trillion dollars. Then you're crazy. 
I know you are, but what am I? You're a nerd. I know you are, but what am I? You're an idiot. I know you are, but what am I? 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 Infinity. No, I'm not. You are. No way. Knock it off. Cut it out. Oh, shut up, Pee-wee. Why don't you make me? Why don't you make me? Because I don't make monkeys. I just train them. Oh, Pee-wee, listen to reason. Come on! I'm listening to reason. Pee-wee! That's my name. Don't wear it out. Remember the first time I saw your bike? You were riding past my house, and I came running out to tell you how much I liked it even way back then? And I just love Pee-wee. He's like, I love that story. <laughs> well, <toodles>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's so full of himself. It's hilarious. It was pretty great. Um, and then the, did you have any thoughts on, on the, him doing the tricks in, in the park? I was actually waiting for him to do something a lot cooler, but uh, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> no, his little, he did get some cool stuff that I definitely could not do on a bike. That's for sure. Yeah. He's like the Superman almost and stuff. On it. it wasn't the last thing he tried doing was like uh, resting his elbow onto the steering wheel. Like he was going to lay down like he was on the couch or something. Yeah, and then he ate it so hard he in did. front of those kids. <laughs> I meant to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I lost a little bit. It's pretty good. Uh, he gets over to this uh, this little plaza and he it's locks like up his bike. It's the coolest shopping center ever, though. Did you see that? Because it's outdoors or the what? The shops, actually. They're like the coolest freaking shops ever. One of the stores that I saw was Newberry. There was like, uh, just like the, the, the bike shop and there's like the joke shop. And then there was all these, I can't even remember what the other ones were, but there was just the coolest. Like, I want to go shop there. There was some cool yeah. stuff going on. So let's talk a little bit about the magic shop. Did you see anything in there that was kind of cool uh, as far as like the, as the supplies he was there to pick up? Um, I think he was a straight perv with those x-ray glasses looking at that lady. I was like, dang, Pee Wee. I didn't catch that the, the first time that he was looking at the lady because like the way it's framed, I don't know. I guess I was just a kid and it just went over my head. But she's watching him and I thought that he was just like looking at something else. I didn't I didn't take it as he was looking at her. But now, yeah, he puts on these x-ray glasses and she's like watching him. And then he's clearly looking at her and he's like, wow, you know, like, he, he, her like winks at her and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, dang, Pee Wee. So I didn't catch that as a kid. I, I thought he was just looking at something else. I'm just like, man, what is he looking at? I want to see. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you do. That was me as a kid. <laughs> so, I mean, but now I'm just like, yeah, come on, Pee Wee. Let's, uh, let's see what, what that was. <laughs> um all right so he goes over to uh chuck's bikerama and we meet dotty you know you mentioned she voiced you know tommy pickles amongst other uh cartoon characters as well um so we find out that she's got a thing for him and for whatever reason That's he does not like her yeah so he gives her like the good old player line too like hey i'm a loner a and rebel. A rebel. <laughs> you don't want to get caught up with a guy like me. I'm like, seriously, Pee Wee? Those are player lines. Like, how, how can you say that to Dottie? He is a straight player in this. And he's like <laughs> keeping her arms. Like, he's like, uh, he's a total womanizer. That, that's how I feel. Because he's like using her for stuff and like kind of just giving her enough of what she wants to um, keep stringing her along, but not actually giving her anything really. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah. dang, Pee Wee. And I don't think Ichi Daily was that bad looking. I mean, she at no. one point she had some crazy 
you know, highlighter yellow banana clips in her hair and stuff. But I mean, she's got like a cute little beauty mark and, you know, she's got that sultry kind of voice almost, that little rasp thing going on. And, you know, she obviously is a woman with talents that he admires because she tricked out his whole bike. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't yeah. know what the deal, I don't know what the hang up was. He just, I don't either. You know, he's a loner rebel. He can't get tied down. You know what I mean? You know, if, if this took place now, like, like people would say, yo, um, Dottie's kind of bay. Like, what's up, Pee Wee? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was what, like, what's man, the, what's is, the he, is he? Does he prefer um, a different gender? Because you know what I mean. That's that's an option. But then <laughs> he be. he's acting like he does like the ladies. So I was like, what's wrong with her? Like, why won't you just, you know, give her a chance? Yeah, he uh, she wants uh, to go to the drive-in with him, and he shoots her down. So it's harsh, man. It I've is. Been there. I've been there. <laughs> It, it, it's it's hard for Dottie. Like she can't even like get Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> what she needed um, to do was go, you know, love on some other guy and yeah, make I mean, people jealous. Yeah, I mean, there was a group of BMX, you know, bike riders that that were you know, there. Twelve you know, year olds, that, whatever. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, there was that lead one. You know, that, <laughs> could I mean, have been sixteen. I, I don't know. They were the same age. It could have been. I don't know. Okay, so uh, so Pee Wee goes outside to find out that his bike was stolen. Did the crown creep you out? Did I say uh, crown? Yeah, clown. clowns. <laughs> I actually love clowns. I love them. Uh, I don't like the scary, weird clowns. You know what I mean? Like the um, the obvious scary ones, like from American Horror Story or something like that. But I, or I love killer clowns. clowns from outer space. <laughs> yeah, um, the clown didn't creep me out. I did think of um, one of the hosts of In Session um, Film Podcast, and I was like, man, JD's not going to like that because he's terrified of clowns, and it was a no, little was creepy. Right? But um, I, I that's to, silly I might, I have it. to share a screenshot of that scene and say, hey, hey what are your thoughts on this, JD? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get him, dude. Get him. I'll, I'll, I'll tag you in it, too. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, be a good, he'll be a little. <laughs> but like, um, other than this? that, I was like, dude, this clown is going to help you out. He's going to watch your bike. You know, he's got the friendly face going. You're going to be good, Pee Wee. But then, uh, yeah, it, despite his efforts, it, it was um, all for naught. He got he got the shaft there. One of the things I forgot to point out was when he uh, when he was tying up his bike or chaining his bike to the clown. Um, I don't know if the version you saw, you, you saw this, but you can clearly see uh, that there's a hole in that box where he's pulling the chain out. You know, like you can see it being oh, run really? from like under it. I didn't um, see that, no. Now, I watched this on Netflix, and I think they, like, framed it, and it's not there anymore. But I remember yeah, that's when vividly, I watched yeah, movies. as a kid, that I was like, I can see the chain. And, you know, obviously, it's supposed to be a joke, because it's like, how did he pull out this much chain out of that little box? But when he finds out his bike is stolen, I noticed that there wasn't a whole lot of chains left. I'm like, so did they steal the bike with all that, all the chains on it? Like They just, like, clip a couple and go, I think. Yeah, but probably. he gets uh, he gets he loses his shit. He goes insane about his bike. He freaks out. That's his baby. Yeah, you know, I would too. It's, it's like it's like it's it's like our cars. You know that that's our baby. Um, <laughs> while uh, filing a report with the cops, uh, they suggest that he retraces his steps, and he figures out that it's got to be Francis, right? Because that's mm-hmm. you know that's the last guy that he saw. Uh, so we get this uh, this this scene where, in my notes, I just put Pee Wee versus Francis. Oh my Do gosh! You yes. Remember that uh, the scene where he's knocking on the door and then Francis <sighs> is like, 
I don't know what you call him, like a housekeeper kind of guy. Like a butler guard. dude. Yeah, that's another one of his like savage as hell um, lines comes and he's like, he's having his bath. And he's like, oh really? Where are they hosing him down? And I just <laughs> lost it, dude. I was like, that was awesome. Oh my gosh. And Francis has a killer freaking bathtub and apparently he has to wear his swimsuit to bathe. I don't know. Don't if that's we all? A, no? I, I guess not. You know, I, <laughs> I wear my... my um, my birthday suit when I bathe, not my swimsuit. Oh. So I'm not really oh, sure okay. where, where this. See, I was yeah. thinking swimming. So I was like, oh, you you swim nude. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> That's you I, know, with that. I, I forgot depends. that he was actually bathing. Sorry. Yeah, he's having his bath. Um, but yeah, yeah and then, so, um, dude, Pee Wee gets thug and psycho all at the same time while wearing his on fleek suit. And just <laughs> the whole Francis versus Pee Wee is uh, it's probably one of my favorite scenes. It was pretty good. I didn't remember, like, it went on kind of wild. Like, Pee Wee was legit trying to drown this guy. <laughs> he was, it was like he had murder in his eyes. He was about he to did. murderate the crap out of Francis. The uh, the fight gets broken up with, um, you know, Mr. Buxton, who's Francis's dad. And, you know, uh, Pee Wee ends up apologizing and kind of sounds sincere and offers them some gum. So I never got this as a kid, and I still don't get it. What kind of gum did Pee Wee give Mr. Buxton? I think it was like, um, he says it's a fruit, but it's probably like a hot, like a spicy, spicy one. It's either because oh. the reaction he gets is like kind of, it's, it's either like a spicy one or um, like a, some kind of super sour or like puckers yeah. you up or something. See, I, I don't take sour because um, it, it just it just came off angry. It didn't come off as like this is spicy. I thought that maybe it's like a super hot gum mm -hmm. but yeah it's just i i his look just looks his face is just looks angry you know that he's just mad so i was just like what was it is it like a gum that disappeared like he's chewing all of a sudden the gum's not there so he's oh, pissed off I, I don't know i would like a listener to to hit us up on twitter and tell us what they think what that gum was because i still don't know we're gonna have to like look up some joke stuff to see what kind of gum is out there like that. But yeah. Pee Wee is is clearly deranged, <laughs> but also super manipulative. Like he knows what he's doing. Where he's like, oh, yeah. you know, smoothing them over. Like, oh, I'm really sorry, and this is clearly a misunderstanding. We don't even get the authorities involved. Like he knows know. what he's doing. He's player, slick. player, yeah, <laughs> player, player. Plays <laughs> um, don't play, dude. The uh the the gum that he gives Francis is some kind of gum that like turns. I don't know. I, I guess it's, like it, it's just like ink, in. you know, mm -hmm. something. It's really weird. I'm just like, Francis, how do you not feel that dripping down your chin? <laughs> it but, looked uh, like when um the penguin from the oh, Tim Burton right. Batman was You're like, right. you know, it had that black yeah, crab in his like, mouth. Like the blood. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. All right. Um, we shortly find out uh, that Francis did hire someone to steal the bike. Uh, but now he wants it gone because Pee Wee's like offering like a $10,000 reward. And he just thinks that um, he doesn't want to get in trouble, right? So he tells this guy to uh, to get rid of it. What, what do you think about the thief? He seemed a little out of place for me in this movie. Like it makes sense in, in this world, but I'm like, what? He like walk out of a you know the, the grease live or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was clearly a greaser. Only um, uh, bad guys would wear their hair like that and their sleeves rolled up and stuff. Um, but uh, it, I mean, that just shows that there is another bad guy, Francis. I mean, hashtag Deadpool, another uh, <laughs> bad guy, Francis. They're willing to do what they need to do. That's for sure. I like that. I'm gonna have to hashtag uh, Deadpool, and and I'm sure most people will know what that means. Um, 
Yeah, you're right. So another Francis. So he should have he should have gone by Ajax. <laughs> yeah, it would have gave him some freaking street cred, which just, would just probably bit. have been negated by that pantsuit thing. So probably <laughs> that onesie he's wearing <laughs> with the cravat. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about this? Uh, this hearing? I I don't know what it is to be honest with you, but it's, it's some kind of hearing in Pee Wee's basement where he's like recounting the events of the day. He's got like over what three hundred, four hundred uh different um uh pieces exhibits, of evidence. Yeah. Evidence, I, I guess. This is actually where he he um, uses the only quote unquote cuss word in the entire movie, and it's right. when he's talking to E.G. Daly and says, "I don't want another crappy bike or something like yeah. that." That's the only cuss word that he uses is "crappy." I thought that was pretty funny. Yep, that, that's what gave it uh, the PG thirteen. No, I'm kidding. I think I think it's PG. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but uh, he, that shows he was he was dead serious about that bike, bro. Yeah, yeah. Come on, crappy. I mean that that's like uh like 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 shit with on on steroids. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So. I think he he goes to like some serious dark places like super oh, fast. Yeah. <laughs> like with this, like how his emotion just like he just. His downward spiral, I mean, is a matter of hours and he's just lost it. Yeah. And speaking of his state of mind here, you know, we see him like walking in the rain, uh, no umbrella. Like, he doesn't even care. No care in the world. And he encountered a couple of hoodlums, which uh, I think you might have read if we're looking at the same trivia stuff. But that, uh, that thug that he uh, runs into is Tim Burton. Yeah. 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 And then cameo. Uh, he... Uh, this is a little hiss thing there, and you know he's psycho. <laughs> I'd be I would, scared too. I'm like, whoa, dark alley. Some guy hissing. I'm, I'm out of here. He must be a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Tying, <laughs> this is where that happened. Tying it back. It all started in this movie. You know, you, you take somebody's bike away, they turn into a vampire. You know, that's, that's how it's made. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to see a sidekick. And this lady, basically, she pulls uh, unusual suspects. Right? She's giving him a story <laughs> by looking at things around her. Which is Spoiler also alert. tarot card Sorry. reading, palm reading, and tax prep by Man Ruby. Yeah, so that's where you go. You go to a psychic because they can tell you how much you're getting back. For sure. <laughs> you know what your return <laughs> is before you get it. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that scene was fine. She tells him that um, you know his bike is in the basement of the Alamo. So, and then for the next, I don't know, 45 minutes, we get uh, Pee Wee traveling. So, uh, we'll just kind of go by, by characters that he meets. Uh, the first person that picks him up is Mickey, uh, who is an escaped convict for cutting a tag off of a mattress. And I just love his delivery, too. He's like, oh, well, Pee-wee's asking him, like, uh, so what were you in for? He goes, well, you know those tags on the mattress? Well, I'll cut one of them off. <laughs> yeah, I got a real bad temper. <laughs> I'm just like, you kidding me? And he's clearly lying. Clearly lying. You think so? Yeah, there's no way. He was just, because he was like, how he started, he's like, oh, I got a knife. And then he saw Pee Wee going, oh, my God. And he's like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna sugarcoat this a little bit and and uh, say that it was the mattress thing there. So this guy will, will still be in the car with me and be my patsy or whatever his plans were originally for him. So That's interesting that you look at it that way, because I, I, I am convinced that that's exactly what he went to jail for. Because <laughs> I, I just I just believe it in this universe, you know, because yes, we all know so, yeah. that tag that Mickey is talking about. It says, do not mm -hmm. remove tag. And he cut it off. I can see that. Like, in this world, you would go to jail for that. You would totally get locked up. So I want to hear, again, more thoughts from people. What do you think? Do you think Mickey was lying or not? So so we will see. I, 
I think how he helps him, uh, he, he dresses up as a woman and it's totally believable. He's kind of effeminate a little bit, you know what I mean? Sure. And he, I, I like how he's like, they're brothers at arms already, like right away. He's like, we're both on the run. Um, or we're both on a mission here to do some bad things. And so I'm going to help my new buddy out. And, you know, it's that bond is like immediate and they are cool right away. And he's going to do what he needs to do to help this convict. You know what I mean? He is, he's definitely went to some dark places and he's hanging out with um, some mattress cutting thugs. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, I, I wonder if there's a gang, you know, the, uh, the mattress <laughs> tag cutting thugs. <laughs> What's the initiation? What's the... <laughs> You have to sleep on the mattress after you cut the tag off. Yeah, is that what to, it is? To to claim it, you know. Yeah, uh, claim it. Do you ever watch Walking Dead? Yes. Mm-hmm. They they got the episode claim. You know, Daryl's going around claiming things with that biker gang. Maybe that maybe oh, that's okay. what maybe that's what it is. They're walking around on mattresses. Claim it. I'm gonna cut that <laughs> tag off. It's gonna be mine. Mark it. That's, <laughs> that mattress is gonna be my bitch. Um, <laughs> Hold my pocket. Uh, so yeah, the, a little bit about that roadblock. I thought it was really, you know, kind of weird. This this officer's like, yeah, can you please get out, ma'am? And Pee Wee's oh. like, well, what seems to be the problem? He's like, I just want to take a good look at you. And I'm just like, cute where's this going? I was like, then, like, you know, like so Pee Wee's like posing, like, uh, and he's like, when you take a picture, it'll last longer. So, oh my gosh, yeah. some of more of his savage lines. Yeah, yeah. We get uh, w- one scene where Pee Wee is uh, driving in the dark, and he's a terrible driver. Now, did you notice that the street signs were on some kind of like uh like on a on, on a track, you know, on, on like a a stand with wheels and they just roll it on this track as if you're driving driving by them? Uh you know, I didn't notice that. I, I was more focusing on like what the um Might be the road up. was gonna do or whatever. So all I saw was like all these weird how the, the road was just getting more and more intense and I mean I could tell it was like coming coming at you, but it definitely had the um the effect that they were on one of those like you know devices that they use to to yeah. show uh driving and stuff passing by it in the movies and, and that's all it was like i remember I, I didn't see it this time around but again as a kid i was like i can see it rolling on wheels like that is, that is not a real road so <laughs> i don't know if they just like miss that stuff like in in post but it's it, it's really funny because it's like it's almost like well this movie knows what it's doing and and like we can clearly see some of these uh things that we're not really supposed to see so i don't know i wonder if they fixed that later on but it's just something that always stood out when i was a little kid i think that um i think it's a little meta this movie because it it constantly alludes to movie magic and the fakeness Mm. of film um even you see it later on when we when we get to you know the the studios i don't know if it's hollywood studios or whatever it is i can't remember now but you can hollywood but warner brothers studios warner brothers okay yeah so you see constantly there's there's um little nods in this film that that point out um the the deceit behind movies and i think that it just shows because um they i mean it's a little meta i think that they did it on purpose yeah i think so too i mean it's a peewee's playhouse i mean come on uh now mickey okay so they run off of a cliff and mickey's like yo i i I can't do this with you anymore i'm leaving (laughs) you here in the dark now in this in this scene mickey uh recites basically the same thing that peewee told dotty earlier Mm -hmm. you know being a loner a rebel and peewee says uh deja vu this is the this is when i first learned what deja vu was (laughs) so i remember that oh man 
I was just like, what is that word? Like, he keeps saying that. That doesn't sound English. Like, I, I never understood it. And so when I found out the meaning, I'm like, okay, well, I can credit Pee-wee's Big Adventure for uh, to learning what deja vu was. <laughs> I learned what an oxymoron was from um, the term jumbo shrimp. I'm like, oh, it just makes sense. So the things you ah. learn from Pee-wee Herman today. <laughs> yeah. Is that, you learned that from Pee-wee? No, 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 jumbo no. Shrimp. Oh, no. okay. But, but. But yeah, okay, I see what you're, where you're going with that. Yeah, you're, you're right. The, it's interesting where we learn some, some of these words. Um, all right, the next person he runs into is Large Marge. <laughs> some night, huh? On this very night, 10 years ago, along the same stretch of road, in a dense fog, just like this, I saw the worst accident I ever seen. There was this sound like a garbage truck dropped off the Empire State Building. And when they finally pulled the driver's body from the twisted, burning wreck, it looked like this. <laughs> Yes, sir. That was the worst accident I ever seen. I get off right up here. Archmar, she is creepy. So do creepy. Do you remember her from from yes. when you were younger? Uh huh. She, um, she kind of had like this Beetlejuicey feel, which is probably, oh, yeah. you know, you, you can definitely see Tim Burton's brushstrokes throughout here. And Absolutely. it definitely had the a little Tim Burton feel from like Beetlejuice here, um, which is also one of my faves. And um, uh, I don't remember, I didn't remember exactly like at what point he did meet up with Large Marge. But when it got to that point, I was like, oh, here she is. And um I thought that was super cool, that little supernatural element they threw in there. And I'm like, this is awesome. So I, I liked that scene, thought it was super creepy. Um, and even like the reaction to um, to Pee-wee's um, announcing that Large Marge sent him when he gets to the truck stop or whatever. And everybody's kind of reaction to that was, I was like, yes, this is this is sealed the deal. And it gave me a little, the creeps, definitely. Oh yeah, me too. I, I definitely got a little goosebumpy just when you know when 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 because uh, they don't even tell him right out that that you know uh, that she's dead because the guy just kind of retells a story that Pee Wee had just heard and then he walks over to this little mantle you know with like large Marge's picture and everything. So like I guess I guess she was a big deal. Like she's kind that, of a big deal. Kind yeah. of a big deal. Like they they got a picture of her and everything, but the way they talk about her is kind of like well maybe it's because he's just saying like oh yeah she just dropped me off. So I wonder if this is something that they hear often, like, oh, my God, like they are still seeing her. You know what I'm talking about? It's kind of giving me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. Um, <laughs> so, yes. So, you know, they, uh, this guy tells Pee-wee the story. He goes, well, but that means the large barge I was driving with is. And then they all say in unison, her ghost. And <laughs> yeah, and then you see that one last picture of her again. You're just like, oh, wow, uh, <laughs> that was scary. But she looked scary in life too, I think. So it was a little hard to distinguish that she was a ghost. Says so that yeah. one face that she made. We'll yeah, that. and I, I think that, like the, the entire uh, ride with her, you know, it was just like red all over the screen too. So, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so Pee-wee ends up at this restaurant where he forgot his wallet. And then he has to wash the dishes in order to uh, pay for it and befriends a waitress named Simone. So what do you think about this uh, Simone subplot here? I, I felt it kind of dragging. Yeah, a little bit. And I think this shows um, how Pee-wee is kind of a womanizer again. I mean, he goes up into that dinosaur with her at the truck stop there, and that is scandalous. I mean, we all know yeah. what that means when you're going up there. A little red light special going on is what it seemed like. It was nuts. Um, and then, of course, her boyfriend sees this going on. And I don't know why he waited until, like, the next morning. Right. Like, he saw them that night. Like, why would he wait? So I'm not really sure about that, but... Um, I think it just was another little device to show how Pee Wee's like impacting all these people's lives. Yeah. And um, I think that uh, Simone, I liked her. I thought she was a good character. I'm like, I okay. felt for her. I'm like, you know what, girl? I want you to go to Paris. I want you to find true love and, and um, you know, find your dreams and make them happen and, and all that good stuff. So I, I liked her, but it, um, it was kind of unnecessary, but. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I'm in the in the same boat. I'm just like, okay, well, and it's funny because like the the things that they're talking about, it went over oh, yeah. my head as a kid. And yeah. so as a kid, I'm all like, okay, Andy is eavesdropping to their conversation, and I'm like, they're not saying anything that's like, why is he reacting this way? You know, and obviously as an adult, like all these innuendos and and um, you know, they're, they're talking about the the uh, Pee Wee talks about the butt, but not like your gluteus ma uh, maximus, right? Uh, he's talking about the. There's a word for it, the, the type of butt that he he's referring to, and he, he's talking uh, about the butt as as it, it's a noun, right? It's the the, the mm -hmm. big dream, the you know the 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 end game kind of thing. So he's like, Simone, what's your big butt? And so Andy's outside. He's like, Wait, what? You know? And so yeah, all these things that they're saying, there's a, a clearly a, a misunderstanding there. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm just sitting there watching and I go, I know this is where it's leading, but I'm like, why is this in here? Because he meets her. I get that. She, you know, he, he convinces her to go to Paris. And I feel like this was only maybe a plot device to have Andy chase him to get him to run around like the back lot of Warner Brothers. Yeah, to get him to 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 move him along, but I mean, the one thing that he hears that like kind of drives him over the edge there is he's uh, Simone says something like, you know, nobody's put it to me like that in a long time, and, <laughs> and I was like, dang, wow. So yeah, I can see why Andy, you know, saw red there and wanted to sure. <laughs> rip Pee Wee apart, but I think it was definitely a little bit of a device to to push things along and to get Pee Wee back on the road and moving again. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, he, there's a brief scene where he's in, uh, in the back of a train. He meets a couple, couple of hobos. Uh, I think one of them has a name, but I didn't catch it. Um, but this guy was, <laughs> yeah. apparently he was also um, the old man in the bar in The uh, Wedding Singer. Do you remember that one at all, the, the movie? Adam Sandler. Uh, no, I, I, it, I thought it the old guy, the hobo in the train, um, it, he kind of looked like Blue from old school. Oh, I, I think it, I, I think it from, is. I think it is the same it's guy. The same guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, You're my and, boy, Blue. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's also the same guy from Wedding Singer too, playing basically the same thing, just a, a drunkard in, in the bar, you know. Uh, and yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Pee Wee finally gets to the Alamo, and they got like a tour going on, and the the tour guide wants everyone to hold the questions until the very end, and I don't remember 
the tour actually being that long like we're, we're actually like in Pee-wee's shoe at the moment like because this lady's just going on and on and on i'm like wow they're really dragging this this joke out you know to, did you to show. see the uh the people's faces behind him yeah. they were like totally into it like, they the were. old guys were smiling and repeating what she wanted them to say what and just her accent and stuff too which is like saying the the natives names and stuff and um and that was painful that's one of the trivia things too that that's not the real alamo that's just the um, like a set that everybody facade, uses yeah. for yeah for right. the alamo so and, and also i, thought that I was guess she cool. ad-libbed a lot of her lines the tour guide really yeah yeah so <laughs> i kind of buy that but yeah it's a it, it's a little excruciating you know having to go through the tour with him too but you know that i think that was the point like well peewee's gonna have to really wait to uh, ask this question you guys are gonna wait you know uh, through these uh uh, things that she's showing you too so i think they show us like three or four different locations of the alamo and you're just like come on let's get to the end so why wouldn't he do what everybody else in movies do when it comes to um like tours when people like sneak in with the tour and then they kind of like drift off and kind of go do their little yeah. you know clandestine thing they're gonna do i'm like peewee bro why didn't you just like sneak away and do that this is not the white house there's not as much security like go dig around yeah. for the basement don't wait Clearly, he hasn't seen National Treasure. Like, you can just sneak <laughs> away, you know, and get get to somewhere. Um, but my, my thing was, I thought you were going to say, like, why didn't he just go to, like, information? You know, like, do you guys have a, like, a little brochure with the layout of the Alamo? Let me see this basement. Because yeah. we get the big reveal. There's no basement at the Alamo. And everyone and their mom is laughing at him. I felt bad for him right there. I'm like, those people are cruel. And, um, you know, he sat through your stupid little tour <laughs> and all these crazy people in Stetsons back there and this, this, uh, your freaky mustaches and stuff. And you're going to sit here and laugh at Pee Wee when he asks a question. Hey, you know what? I've been to Auschwitz. There's a basement and there's a lot of creepy stuff down there. Why wouldn't the Alamo have a crazy basement? It's yeah. just logical. Don't laugh at him. See, I, I think uh, I, see and i don't know this i'm I'm a bad texan because i was actually born in texas and i've been to san oh. antonio and i couldn't tell you if i was actually at the real alamo or there where they were filming it <laughs> so um so that's uh what i'm getting at is like i i wonder if there really is a basement and and the joke's on us because they're saying that there isn't and so like we believe them you know what i mean mm -hmm. so so i'd be curious but you're right like it's it's got to have one something um there's a torture chamber that's happening yeah, yeah, it's got to. There's got to be one. Uh, okay, so Pee Wee makes a phone call uh, to Dottie and asks him to uh, wire him some money, uh, basically a bus, uh, bus ticket. And again, more player player lines, right? She's uh, like, okay, well, you know, if you want that, then you'll have to go to the driving with me. And then he pretends like uh, the connection's getting really bad. How many times have I used that? I can't even count. Yeah. Oh, wait, does you're that, breaking up. <laughs> it does, dude. It totally works. Like, uh, I, I, I didn't catch that. You're cutting out. Can you call me back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm washing my um, hair. Just to top it off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, he he's in line to buy a ticket. And lo and behold, Andy happens to be there because Simone is finally living the dream that her big butt is uh, moving to France. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. I, Andy chases him, and then uh, Pee-wee ends up at the, the biker bar scene, which is a, a scene that you shared with me on Twitter. <laughs> I was I was like, man, there's a little gif 
little option here now. So I want to go see. And I was like, uh, PB. And I found that. I didn't even have to look hard. It was just like right there. And I was like, yes, you are what I want. That's probably one of my favorite scenes, my most memorable scene um, from the movie. And uh, I was just waiting and waiting and waiting for it to come up. And um, I think that it uh, his his dance moves and like how he interacts with the bikers and stuff. And then um, the whole, just everything about that scene. And then the bikers immediately fall in love with him and, um, you know, hook him up and, and all this other stuff. So I think that he, uh, he, he has this ability to, to just connect with people so easy and people will love him like right away. And I, I was, um, dude, there's, there's some people in there that there's some, some crazy stuff going on. Like they were going to hang him and like beat him to death. And then <laughs> that, that lady him. was like, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna tattoo him, and then we're gonna hang him, and then we're gonna you know, kill him. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, I did not know that he said tattoo him until this viewing because I had subtitles on. I watch everything with subtitles. I do too. Yeah. Yeah, and and I didn't know that until this viewing. I was like, tattoo him? Is that what he said? Like, who does that? Because <laughs> it hurts. It's painful. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know. You're, you're right. I, I have some, and it, it is painful. Um, I have six tattoos, and uh, I think I'm done. I don't. You, it, you have six, or you have six locations. Six tattoos. So six tattoos in six different places. In different places. Mm-hmm. I have yep. three in three different places because I don't know because you can have multiple things on one arm. You know, it, there might be like two yeah. on one arm. So, so I guess I really have four in three different places. So crazy Um, i have one on the back of my neck i got i've got a tramp stamp i'll admit that i've got (laughs) one on my wrist uh i got one on my foot i have one on my hip i have one on my butt actually so (laughs) oh oh, interesting i've i've sampled locations and they hurt everywhere so i can see why that would be a form of torture for some people especially a 98 pound weakling like um right 98 pounds like crazy yeah um i let me see i have a couple on my arm and I have a, a back tattoo, which starts in the middle of my back and goes up just uh, just a little um, into my neck area. So if I wear a T-shirt, you can see it sticking out. So it's a it's a it's a big phoenix on my back, and my son's name is Phoenix. So oh, that's awesome! Like yeah, from so, River Phoenix, named after River um, Phoenix. Well, uh, you know, I should probably start saying that, you know, because it just sounds cooler. Like, yeah, I got it from River <laughs> Phoenix, you know. But um, no, I, I went with Phoenix because I wanted uh, all the boys in my family. We all have the initials PPV and oh. uh, all of our first name starts with, uh, with with a P. Our middle names has the same prefix. Um, that's a uh, Laotian name. And then okay. obviously our last name. So when Phoenix was uh, was well, when his mom was pregnant, I, I wanted a P name and I, I didn't want anything too common, you know, like Paul, Patrick, you know, I, I didn't want anything mm-hmm. that was too common. So we're like Phoenix, you know, I think it was between like Phoenix and uh, another like city that started with a P on the East Coast, not Philadelphia, but but something like that. You know, <laughs> I forgot what it was. And I was just like, ah, let's go with Phoenix, you know, PH. That, that's that's a little different. And then like as he got older, we started like um, meeting other Phoenixes and but they're all like little girls. I'm like. Oh gosh, I feel I kind of felt bad for him because like we we keep meeting like fe- like little girl phoenixes. Oh so wow, he's like I the one boy. Sex yeah. It is. My, it is. My little brother's name is Blaze, and I feel like that is kind of like a, a weird unisex thing too. It can be a boy or a girl. So he sounds like a um, uh, American Gladiator. Gladiator. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say. Yeah, I also have a, a Loatian friend. Um, ah. His name is Ponsavon, so it starts with a okay. P too. So I don't know that P. The P's my there. dad's name is Petsavon. So very close. 
Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, Savan means heaven. So, so when you talk to your friend, you can be like, "I know part of your name means heaven." <laughs> they actually named their um, their youngest son Savan, not two. Oh, interesting. So they named him.、Mm-hmm. Okay, so they kind of kept it. So I'm assuming it's P H O N E S A V A N H. Maybe no P H O N S A V. Okay, so no E. Okay.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, very common. Very very common. Um, Ponsavon Petlam now is his name. So PHP. I believe it. That sounds very Laotian. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. There's. Do you ever watch King of the Hill? I reference this like all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. His next door neighbors. God damn it, Bobby. <laughs> so yeah, right. That's, that's on point right there. That, I just inserted <laughs> that that sound clip.、Uh, but yeah, his neighbors are Laotian. So a lot of people they they don't know about our country and our people. So I always reference that TV show. Like, well, his next door neighbors are. So, but yeah, that、There、sounds like a straight Laotian name, for real.、Uh, Love it. Okay, so let me see. Where do we leave off? So we talked about the biker scene. I was very impressed. Of see, and I was kind of looking for this. I was like, did did Paul Rubens do this entire scene? And he did. And、uh, I was just、With、very impressed by his balancing on those platforms. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh! Right? Yeah. And his creepy little head nods.、Yeah. And when I was looking, when he does that thing where he stands like up on his toes, I'm like,、mm-hmm. uh, did, I wonder if he was on some kind of wire, you know, like the the wire harness that they have well, him on, right, or if right, he's、right. really able because he's like up on a bar. Yeah. Like he's going coyote ugly in this mother. He, he is. And <laughs> he's got his little, his little fists. It'll like angled in, and he does this. Yeah, like like, like a tyrannosaurus, like a、uh, patty cake kind of thing. Like because you know it just. Reach because their arms are so short. <laughs> T Rex patty cake, <laughs> two tequila, and his like killer serious faces. And you know he's getting serious because he's got the serious mouth thing,、the、and then his eyebrow look, lifts. Kind of, yeah,、maybe. he's getting his blue steel on, and it cracks me up every time. And it, it's just that whole scene. I love everything about it, and even even when the bikers start dancing along with them, and they. They all shout tequila, and I'm just—I loved it. It was amazing. It, it is pretty amazing. I'm just、uh, again—I can't say it enough. Just impressed by him balancing on his tippy toes, wearing these really high platform shoes, which got to be pretty heavy, you know. And oh yeah, I might have gone to a few gentlemen clubs over the times, and I—I'm I, like, you know, I want to see a girl doing that to tequila. Let's just see how hard it is for them. I have seen some strippers do the baby deer walk in those shoes that they have. I have seen some of them eat it too, and it is hilarious. So I don't think that they could. All of them could cut it doing the pee wee there with those shoes. Baby deer walk. I'm gonna have to YouTube that after, after our review here. <laughs> the、uh, you can see a lot of models on the runway do the same thing where their their ankles just start going and then they fall. Okay. But pee wee pee wee gets it, man. He is he, he is on point in this. I wonder how many takes that took. Um, so the bikers, they、uh, they give him a bike, which he <laughs> crashes. It's kind of funny, and、uh, they ride all、uh, they all ride along with him、uh, while he's in the ambulance. And then he's got like a motorcade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I didn't remember that, so that was interesting to see.、Uh, so what do you think about this nightmare that he has with, with these crazy clowns and his bike being、um, thrown into a vat of I don't know what. Oh my gosh! So there are some killer dream sequences, and you can in this one you can definitely hear Danny Elfman's score and see the Tim Burton brushstrokes in this. It's it's a total Tim Burton feel thing, and、um, I think that、uh, it it was super fitting, and I, I thought that.、Um, 
it might be a little heavy on the dream sequences every now and then these little weird little fantasy scenes that he sees and and all that but it's definitely peewee has a huge imagination right Mm -hmm. and this is definitely evident here and he's terrified of some stuff like this happening and so i mean that's evident here and i I thought it was pretty cool still yeah okay uh he wakes up and he sees his tv i'm sorry his bike on tv uh and it's in hollywood that kid actor was a total douche, too. You know who that is, right? Total douche. That's the guy from, uh, is it Boy Wonder Meets Years? World? Wonder, Wonder Years. Years, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, was, uh, he was the older brother, um, which is funny because I think his name is Kevin Morton in the movie. I, I don't mm-hmm. know the actress's, uh, the actor's name, but uh, he, uh, in the movie, he's Kevin Morton. His little brother from Wonder Years was named Kevin. But, um, oh, okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So this movie came out in 85. So I don't know exactly when the filming was, probably, you know, all of 84 and maybe some of 85. But Back to the Future was filmed also in uh, 84, came out in 85. He was also in Back to the Future. Oh, wow. So, well, so two big I'm movies. trying to picture him in Back to the Future. He was uh, Lorraine's um, brother. He was the oldest brother, probably the second child. Okay. Um, it's, it's the scene where Marty's having... Um, dinner with the the Baines after he wakes up or whatever after he wakes up so they're having dinner and then um, uh, he he sees that they're watching Jackie Gleason and then he's like oh I've seen this you know I, I've seen this movie it's uh this is where Ralph dresses up as a man from space and then that kid he's like what do you mean you've seen this it's brand new and then Marty's like I saw it on a rerun then he's like well what's a rerun so oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's th- an awesome that. scene yeah and uh it, I think his first line of dialogue was when Marty's like, oh, yeah, uh, they're, they're talking about TVs. And he's like, oh, well, you know, we have two of them. And then the kid's like, wow, you must be rich. And I'm like, oh, everybody has like three TVs by this point. But, you know, it was 55. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, you're lucky uh, if you had one. Exactly. So uh, enough back to the future. I'm sure people have heard plenty of that stuff uh, on this show. Um, OK, so we talked about the nightmare. So now he ends up in Hollywood on the back lot of Warner Brothers. Um and he steals the bike back and basically a chase ensues and peewee kind of wrecks havoc through uh all the entire sets so any of the stuff that you want to bring up there uh, i know he saves like a pet store he's crashing in like a godzilla set i think the godzilla set one was pretty amazing there was one where he goes through like a beach scene where they're all like dancing but there's i noticed this this time on this watch there's like a lifeguard on his you know I don't know what you want to call it. Like oh, his chair, it's like super high up. Yeah. 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 Well, he that gets crashed through, and the the actor that's on there like eats shit in the the <laughs> sand. Like it was a really long, hard fall. I'm like, oh my oh, god, wow. that stun guy. I was like, Jesus. But um, there's even a, a twisted sister cameo. Yes, that was a, that's <laughs> which a great song. D. Snyder and his hair. Yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't remember that from watching before. Maybe because I didn't really know who D. Snyder was back then right. as an adult, and I didn't know him, but. I was like, wow, there's some some crazy sets that he was crashing through. And um, I thought there was a lot of cliche stuff going on, but that's just you know showing kind of maybe the uh, just the aspect of, of Hollywood and in, in movies and all that good stuff. But then when he finally um, gets to the pet store where he's he's escaped now, he's free and he gets to the pet store. And uh, I, I thought that was uh, super telling of, of Pee-wee's character, too, where he's like, you know, I'm really torn because I want to save my bike. This this whole journey has been happening. I finally have it back. 
Um, he's gone through all this crap to get it. And now this pet store is on fire and he's being chased. And what do I do? Do I keep running and save my own skin? Or do I stop and take the consequences that might come up and, and save these animals? We know he's got a big heart, especially for animals. So I think that was a really cool scene too. I mean, I mean he kept going back and back and back. I'm like, how long is it going to take for this place to burn down? Yep. But, um, and he's I just think... like Indiana Jones. He uh, does not like snakes, but, but he's, <laughs> he still the saved thing. them. <laughs> yeah. He still saved him. I would not save those things. I would leave those suckers to burn to a crisp. And he, uh, that's the last straw. He faints with all those snakes in his hand. And, uh, oh, I wouldn't, ooh, no. I don't know why he just didn't pick up the, like, the, the, the tank or whatever the, yeah, the like, <laughs> well, well, yeah. those are pretty heavy actually yeah they can be heavy but luckily there was not water in it obviously so you're right you know like well 98 pound guy maybe it was like half his weight and he can carry it but dude i would have hulked out i mean it's a fire that you got adrenaline going already from this cop chase you're involved in just pick that thing up like a mom lifting a volkswagen off a baby like you know what he could could have done like uh like if he didn't want to like grab them and run out he could have at least like pushed it over you know so they can just, just slither out over. i don't know yeah. like, something because no i don't like snakes either i don't know if i could have oh, done man. that like grab them no, I, I probably would have left mm-hmm. it just like you like you know I'll, I'll come back after they're cooked and maybe take a bite Ew, yeah. Do you ever watch Naked and Afraid? Yes, yes, I have. Um, yeah, so despite I, the cuddling I, I scenes, I've always wanted to try that. that. I always do. I mean, and you see in like Western stuff, they're cooking like a lizard on like a spike in the fire. And I'm like, would yeah. that even be good? Would it taste like chicken or would it be really bony like fish or what would it be? Like, yeah, I've wondered. I have definitely wondered what it'd be like to eat a snake, but I'm too terrified of them. I even like gardener snakes in my yard. I'm like, I scream and run. So <laughs> the, the, the first time I've uh, kind of. Um, became fascinated of maybe trying snake was seeing it on uh, La Bamba. Oh, with Blue Diamond Phillips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're yeah. just seeing that his brother introduces him to some some snake and he tries it. I'm just like, hey, he likes it. Maybe I'll like it too. So I've always kind exactly. of been fascinated. And then watching Naked and Afraid, I'm like, oh wow. And a little shameless plug here. I was a guest host on Let's Chat. Uh, wait, Chris Rebel and friends. You know the Let's Chat podcast where. Uh, we interviewed a contestant that was on the show. And so, oh, wow. yeah, I never got to ask him about like eating weird things. So, oh, um, so check that out if you, if you want to hear uh, us talk to an actual person that was on the show. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, so he saves the store. And then we get this next scene where Pee Wee is sitting with uh, Terry, this uh, this executive from Warner Brothers. And they're watching all the footage from all the sets that he wrecked. Um and then he says, WB wants to make a movie out of his story. I was, I was, uh, I didn't really expect that right away. But as soon as it happened, because that's not something I remembered really right. from um, being younger and watching it for whatever reason. But as soon as he said it, he's like, call me Terry. And uh, I was like, okay, a deal is going to be struck here. Definitely. And um I think the footage that they showed was super cool. I'm like, yes, this is awesome that we actually get to see what it looked like from the camera's angle too. That was filming that uh, the scene where he crashed through because there was some epic stuff going on, like that just gets annihilated, and um, it just makes sense. Definitely, you're on a movie set, something crazy epic happens. Of course, they're gonna want to try to capitalize on it because uh, it's not like it costs them a lot of money or anything. Not like he blew up the the whole studio or anything. So of course something crazy epic in this story that um, was just a a big epic adventure. They, um, they would want to capitalize on it. I thought that was pretty cool. 
Yeah, I I don't I didn't remember it happening this way either. And I thought that when he was sitting down with Terry as a kid, I I, I just always kind of remembered it as he was he was getting in trouble. Like I, I don't think yeah. he, you know obviously we don't see him thrown in jail or anything. But that's the way I took that scene as a kid. I'm just like oh he's in trouble. You know he's sitting with the principal at school, right? That's, that's how it felt. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it felt. And then again, yeah, on this rewatch, I'm like oh okay. They're showing him, and we're supposed to think that he's in trouble. But then the guy's like, hey, we want to make a movie out of your story. So mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, okay, so that's where this happens. And so we get to, you know, we cut to the drive-in. It's the end of the movie. We get to see a pretty accurate depiction of Pee-wee's story, would you say? <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty, pretty freaking accurate. They got a guy that uh, looks just like him. You know, uh, James the Brolin. The suit is on point. Yeah, yep. yep, Josh Brolin's dad, you know, who who uh, lost out uh, on an audition as James Bond, is now playing uh, P.W. Herman. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is actually um, a, a on purpose nod to James Bond. There's yes. a, there's a couple, couple nods to that in this. You know, uh, Morgan Fairchild, who plays Dottie in, in this, uh, re I don't know, biopic or something, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I, I didn't remember her being the actress in this one, but do you recognize her from anything? That's what I was trying to place her. I was like, man, I've seen this chick. I'm like, what is she from Charlie's Angels? What is she from like Knight Rider or something? She's from she's, some... Uh, she's Chandler's dad or mom. Uh, from from Friends? Friends? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there was Kathleen oh, wow. Turner and there was Morgan Fairchild. I think Morgan might have been the mom and I think Kathleen Turner was the dad. Oh, wow. I think so. But yeah, when so when I saw, when I watched this, I go... Oh, she looks like Chandler's mom. And I had to look it up and I go, that's funny because when I watched Friends, I go, this lady, she looks like she looks familiar to me. And I, it was from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. So I'd never that's really funny. seen her in anything else. And so these are the only two that I associate with her, uh, her with. But she was 35 at the, at the filming of Pee Wee's Adventure. Wow. wow. Yeah. She was looking good for 35. She's a little bit older than me. It's kind of crazy because she, um, she looks better now than she did at 35 i'll tell you that really wow she That's aged pretty nicely i think reverse aging something going on there yeah so uh we we get to see him run into like a bunch of the um you know the people that he's encountered through the movie uh i think the the nicest one was simone she has moved on she has met a uh, a french man um so we get to see her live in the life uh in in paris as, as she wanted that the big butt uh <laughs> mickey's in jail well, kind of, you know, he's, he's a, got a reprieve to come watch the movie, which yeah, that seems plausible. But I liked how it, it, it was a kind of a callback for every little, um, little connection that he made along the way. And it felt like uh, spoiler alert, the end of um, slow West from like last year with that Michael Fassbender oh, joint. Okay. I know what that At is. At the end, it, it goes back and it shows every person that died. Like a mm. like a little montage thing. It shows the the person laying there dead or whatever. Kinda so it's like, like a callback to <laughs> yeah yeah. It goes back and it shows um, uh, you know every person that that died and it was it was cool that they had this kind of um little callback to each each little um important milestone that a relationship was was built. Um, I thought that was really cool that they all came to support him. So it shows these these huge bonds and connections that, that he created. And it goes back to showing how people just love Pee Wee. And was, uh, Pee Wee's voice. Slow, yeah. Was what? Was, was Slow West. Uh, um, would you recommend that? Is that a good watch? Um, some people would say yes. Okay. Um, I liked it. I didn't really like the ending 
um, it's not a happy ending um, by any means. I think it's a good ride. It, it, it is a little slow. Okay. So, I mean, it's a cool modern Western, though, that's for sure. And okay. I love Michael Fassbender, Fassbender Effect, Four Days. So if you love Michael Fassbender, it's got um, Cody Scott McPhee or whatever his name's in it, too. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And um, Haley Seinfeld or whatever oh, is in right. it as well. Oh, she's in there, too? So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it's... Reprising oh, her uh, role from ben, True Grit, apparently. Yeah. And it's got... Uh, uh, ben Mendelsohn in it too, so I mean it's got a, a pretty good cast. So I would check it out definitely. Okay, all right. Uh, and let's see. So the movie uh, ends, and Francis is capitalizing uh, on his fame here. You know that he was the inspiration uh, for, for this adventure of Pee Wee's. You know that ends up being made into a movie. Uh, did you catch who one of the reporters was? No, I didn't. Yeah, Phil Hartman, one of the writers. <laughs> Oh, I think I did see that in the trivia. Yeah. 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 So I saw that right away because I was just really blown away when I saw his name in the opening credits as a writer. I go, really? Phil Hartman like wrote some of this with Paul Rubin? So that was really interesting. And then when I saw him at the end as a reporter, he was the one that was basically talking like the, the main guy, you mm-hmm. know, and um, I was just like, well, there he is, you know. So I, I think uh, I think we can use another Phil Hartman uh, now. For reals. Oh, you know, we missed was Pee Wee's voiceover in the movie when oh, he actually right. had a. <laughs> his, <laughs> they didn't use his voice at all. Paging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman, you have a telephone call at the front desk. They gave him this like super deep voiceover, and his his. It's funny to see. I like when um, you're watching uh, a movie or a show and then they um, they have to be on TV almost like they're acting or whatever, but they they do some really bad acting, like they can't act. And right. I think it's hilarious. I've seen like like in, um, I forget which Will Ferrell movie it is. He's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. And like when oh, he's on camera. I think that's uh, uh, Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights, like, When yeah. he's being interviewed and his There's hand also, just kept on like making it into the picture just goes like this yeah and then <laughs> i watch supernatural a lot too and there's um sometimes where they actually like they had to act on a show but then their acting was like super bad and it was like a show within a show so right. that was really cool I, I love seeing people like actors having to act like they're acting and then doing it badly i thought that was hilarious so it, that was, it was hilarious because peewee is in the background he's like a, a well he's dressed like a bellhop but he's working like the front desk yeah and, um, yeah you, you can see like there was like two or three times he like he looks into the camera you know like just casually <laughs> yeah, and like there was one point it looks like he's like looking off stage and 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 the way he was acting it made me think somebody was telling him peewee make sure you stand on your mark you know because mm-hmm. he like he looks to the left real quick and he looks down and repositions himself i'm like that that, that peewee would do that on on a movie set like i, I believe exactly. that exactly mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and, and in the in the credit scene or credits, you know, rolling. Hmm. Pee Wee Herman is listed as himself, himself. <laughs> not Paul I Rubens. That. I thought that was amazing. How meta is that? Like that was a perfect touch. Yeah, Pee Wee yeah. Herman as himself. <laughs> so that yeah, perfect. that's that's the end of the movie. Uh, what we like to do after the review, we um, you know, we we do ratings one one through five stars, and um, I. You know, let's have to guess go. I tend to go first for no particular reason, but let's have to guess go today. Oh, man. So one through five stars? Yep, one through five. And I even break them down into quarters, to be honest with you. I cheat. 
<laughs> I cheat. Uh, I am definitely a cheater too, but I, I think I'm going to go, dude, I'm going to go four and a half stars because this is such a, a trip for me. I, I love it. I don't think that I would change anything whatsoever about this movie looking back on it uh, maybe a couple things you know like i said there's some stuff that kind of makes it drag out a little bit like you said the, like the simone plot line stuff like that i think there's some stuff that kind of drags just a touch that might change but definitely for four and a half stars it's such a good ride definitely tons of rewatchability it's something that you can just kind of turn your brain off and have fun with and and kind of try to pick up on all the little knots too there's so much little um you know little kernels in there of of stuff to to pick up on and so every time you watch it you can kind of pick up some some more stuff it's cool yeah yeah i agree with that i, I was kind of leaning on like a four and a quarter but i was thinking back to a lot of the movies that i've rated four and a quarter and i think this one is better than those so i think i'm gonna go with you and actually say four and a half uh this movie was definitely a nostalgic trip for me and I, again it was like it was like watching almost a music video you know beat by beat and and all these uh musical uh, cues from uh, Danny Elfman. It just it, it it just it brought me back to a place, right? So uh, and th that's why I pick movies like this to kind of take a trip back and see uh, what I think about it. This still holds up for me, you know. Yeah, um, me too, definitely. Yeah, and I've reviewed movies where I was like, oh yeah, I remember loving this, and I'm watching. And I'm like, you know, not as good as I remember, but but no, this is as good as I remember. It's not a great movie, but it's a fun movie. Uh, definitely, Lar it does what it wants Still to gives do. me the chills. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah. some of the jokes still still um, uh, still hits. I guess we have uh, forgot to talk about how Dottie and, and Pee Wee also finally hooked up at, at the end. Sort of. Yeah, yeah he was of. still yeah. he was there. But then he's like, come on, Dottie, let's go. Don't you want to see the end of the movie? I don't have to see it. I lived it kind of yeah. thing. That was, and then so, they ride off and in, into um, past the screen there. I thought that was a really cool touch. So even their little doggies were sharing a basket. I, you know, speaking of, uh, like, well, referencing that particular scene that you're talking about, I also liked it when, when Mickey dropped him off and he was in complete darkness and you saw like animated eyes. <laughs> that was supposed <laughs> yeah. to be TV. So it's, yeah. it's got a lot of like really fun things. I, I think like, uh, a younger uh, audience could, could get into this. You know, they just got to understand that this guy is just really wacko. I think the, the part that, um, I cared least uh, about, which was still a fun watch, was in the beginning when he was eating breakfast. Because all mm -hmm. all that trouble to make his breakfast, he took like two bites of his Mr. T cereal. So like he oh my gosh, that. but yeah, um, th th that was it. It's not even a nitpick. Like if you if you call that a nitpick, then the movie's actually pretty darn good. Then, mm -hmm. you know, definitely, he's got all these pancakes with the fruit and the smiley face and the bacon <laughs> he's smile talking and talking. It, like, yeah, little Mr. Breakfast. <laughs> and, he doesn't even eat any of that. He pours cereal on top of this amazing breakfast. And, okay, so, and the toast pops out, but you right. never see him take the toast back to the table. Like, it's just, it's automatically these pancakes. It's not even the toast Speaking that pops out of the out pancakes, anything. are they still on the ceiling? Like, you know, Abraham Lincoln's, like, flipping <laughs> all these pancakes. There's, like, six of them up on the ceiling. They're just stuck. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. It was interesting. But, uh, yeah, Mandy, I had a lot of fun. Um reviewing this movie this was a blast so uh you know thank you again for coming on and i'd love to have you return in the future that'd be great you know i was i was surprised that uh you even invited me i was like wow this is awesome um i've seen uh that you review a ton of stuff that I love from back in the day and even stuff that people make fun of me for loving. So I'm glad I'm not the only one and I'm glad you gave me the chance to rewatch this. That's so, my sentiment. Yeah. I'm always like, you know, I'm probably the redheaded stepchild of uh, following films because of the movies I review. 
And uh, I, whoa, no. whoa, I was actually a redheaded stepchild, so watch your language there, oh, sir. Oh, oh we, I, those, I, I apologize. Like some fighting I am words, the, uh, the adopted Asian kid from the Pitt Jolie family. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, does that work? It does. It does. Okay. We're even then. But yeah, I mean, I would love to be back on and, and do some cool stuff. I, I'm glad you felt that way, that, that, uh, that you get me. You know that we're here. That that, that, that we're in the same we're boat the with same these page. movies. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, again, once again, to, uh, bring up the show, and why don't you throw out like maybe uh, an episode or two that uh, you would, you know, for for those that haven't checked out your show to to start with. Well, uh, I'm a part of the GeekCast Radio Network again, and that's uh, geekcastradio.com. You can find a ton of stuff there, and uh, I'm with the Cinema Geeks. We have something uh, every week for you guys. Um, you can find us um, on Twitter at Cinema Geek Cast. You can find me on Twitter at Hard Candy Mandy with eyes, no whys. That's my thing. Um, and some episodes that we've had recently, we had um, some cool top ten or top five lists, um, doing some stuff for um, like February theme stuff. With um, we did our top uh, three couples, movie couples, which I thought was super fun, and some February releases, which you know in in movies nowadays they get released in february they kind of got a bad rap but we try to disprove that or, or prove that so it'd be fun to to take a listen to that we did have um a brand new episode come out today um i'm not sure when you guys are going to be hearing this one but um our latest episode um we previewed march so it might be um something to to take a, a listen and uh maybe jump on board for some stuff that's uh coming out this this month here all right, sounds good, and uh, hopefully the listeners uh, have a pen in the pad because I, I keep saying that I need to record my own bumper, but I don't know. I, I think it's fine if I just do it organically. But again, Hydrate Level Four uh, is on Following Films. You know, you can find other great shows on there as Pop Culture Case Study, uh, True Bromance Film Podcast, and War Machine versus Warhorse. Uh, on that show, War Machine versus Warhorse. Uh, host Michael Denniston, him and I, we also host a show called Original Remake, where we compare uh, an original movie and its remake. So pretty self-explanatory there. Um, everything's on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, Devin and I, we do a show called We Got Five, where we pick a topic every week and we give you our top five favorites of that topic. Um, we also do, Devin and I, we also do uh, a coverage of the new Netflix original series, Fuller House. We cover that on the TV Ate My Brain podcast under Core 10 Parts. Um, and last but not least, I also cover the Back to the Future, the animated series podcast. Uh, we just released uh, episode eight of the animated series. And again, everything's on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, follow me on Twitter for easier access to all of those links and, and uh, Twitter handles. So... Um, that's that's pretty much it, uh, Mandy. You and I we've talked about uh, a possible movie uh, for you to return uh, in the near future here. So um, uh, that's pretty much it. So I guess until the next episode for Mandy, I'm Peter, and this is Hydrate Level Four. Uh-huh.